Mark still not here. Welcome to another episode of Crystal Myth Podcast. Yay! And as we said we were going to do, we're going to be talking about nasty London, weird shit that goes on in the city of London. And since Yaz is soon to be out of that city, (laughs) you're still there, but I'm transitioning. But yeah, I am. Like I think I'm currently homeless right now, well, not actually homeless, but um, I'm returning my keys tomorrow and getting the hell out of here and getting some fresh air and going back yeah, to Scotland. That London, it's been around for a long time since, what was it, Roman times before then? Was it Romans that made it a city? I don't actually know. I haven't really looked into the full history of it, but roughly I think it was basically the Romans yeah. that called it London. Londinium. Um, Londinium. You should just keep it as Londinium. That's fair. <laughs> actually, see if you go to the the Docklands, like um, sort of Canary Wharf, there's actually a museum of the Docklands, and it gives you like a lot of the history of like that area because that oh. used to be where like they would import sugar. Um, right. So it's like a lot of like sort of black slaves down that. Yeah, place. I was going to say. It's, <laughs> but the museum is really really interesting. Actually, it's. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say that it was like that area is where there's some Roman ruins. Is there any Roman ruins in London? You think there would be, but no, I don't think there is. There's that bit that's in the city that's like an old wall that they've mm. built stuff around it. Um, I don't know if that's Roman, I think it may be. Um, it's like one of those, <clears throat> it's a half ruin of a wall, but nobody's allowed to touch it because it's all protected. I suppose, um, I mean, it's burnt down a few times, London, hasn't it? Yeah, so I've been bombed a lot, yep. Yeah, so. and sacked. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think the Scottish people actually sack London. We'd like to. Yeah, <laughs> well, we only got as far as York. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But um what'd you call it? So like see stuff I was reading actually. I was I was trying to look up like weird stuff that goes on in London now, but to be honest, nothing phases me anymore here yeah. London's just weird in general like whenever like even my sisters come down to visit and we walk around the street my sister's like oh my god did you see that person and I'm like what are you talking about because I don't know I'm just I'm not that phased anymore by well, yeah just being dressed I, weird I, in the street it's not that weird anymore well no it's not I mean I've actually liked the weird people in London yeah. they're the best Remember that time I got I got stopped by that photo- street photographer. He actually um is quite a famous photographer in London. Like he yeah. takes pictures of weirdos, like not weirdos, but like people who mostly drag queens. Like mostly drag queens are people who are like like living art. Like they yeah. they wear their art on their as their clothes or something, or they dress up 
um, mostly people who go to that club sing the pink, I think. But he he's yeah, Harmony Halo. And remember, I was on the, this the what is it you call it in London? It's the underground or the tube? But I call it the yeah. tube. No, the underground's in Glasgow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we get on the tube. Right, the tube. The tube. <laughs> it was in the tube, and uh, there was a guy sat opposite, but he was like Quentin Crisp, like the old like, camp queen guy, like the mm. feminine. Like he was sitting there. He had a tweed jacket on. He had all these lovely badges. He looked. He, he had long kind of grey hair. He looked like a sort of aristocratic old lady, but he was obviously yeah. like a, a gay, like a homosexual guy. And me and Mark just looked. Maybe you weren't there at the time. Maybe it was just me, and Mark, and Paul. Yeah, I don't know. And we, we just we were just like, oh, he's fabulous. We love him. <laughs> but those are the kind. But you're not supposed to look at them, are you? We were like yeah, admiring this guy. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I don't think there's anything wrong in admiring people, but I think it's just yeah. there's so many people like that that yeah. I just don't even notice anymore. And it's like, in a way, I'm a bit sad that I don't notice anymore because that's part of what I love about London is that everyone's so different and quirky and fun, but yeah. I just don't even see it anymore. And I wonder, do you know what I thought about um, where you used to work um, at Canadian Wharf? Hmm. Is that it was just a sea of suits. Yeah. Like really, it was like a bunch of clones all came out at the same time and immediately went into the pub. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like if it's gotten really quieter, like because of like lockdown. Like a lot of the offices might be emptier. It's not as mad as it was before. It's actually busier right now. I went. Sure. So I went on the bank holiday thinking it's a bank holiday. It'll be quiet. But because they've built the crossrail there and part of the crossrail, they've put loads of like restaurants and shops and all sorts. I'm so sorry, it's now really, really trendy to hang out. Oh, and right. It was so just like, like, what the hell? Lunch. It's yeah, just like trendy so people. <laughs> Plus, all the banks have been working on through lockdown anyway. So it's actually mm. because they're evil and they need to make money all the time. All the banks have done so well during mm. lockdown. They were so. nice space. Of course. They always mm. Yeah. It's utterly disgraceful. But yes, I was more reading stuff about like older London and so see when they were building the cross rail, because um, that basically is a new fast train that goes from pretty much the east end all the way out to Heathrow Airport. And, and, like, it's a part above ground. Um, no, uh, no, no, it's still underground actually. What's oh, it's the tube. It's yeah. a new line. Yeah, it's a new line. I'm so confused. I mean, it's like, confusing enough when you're trying to navigate the tube. Because in Glasgow, you just have one circle, the outer and the inner circle. It's just a circle, literally. And then London is like, you've got to change here for this line, change here for that line. And and you're like, I got lost one time. You get used to it, though. Like, after all, you realise you only probably use about two lines because you, you stick to the same bit all the time. So, honestly, you do get used to it after all. It's not that bad. But, um... This line is really good because it basically cuts right across the city, but like almost around it. So it can take you from one end of the city to the other in about half an hour, which is amazing because normally it takes an hour to an hour and a half. But basically, a lot of the time when they've been digging, they've sort of found human remains and things. (laughs) So there's this myth around (laughs) the London Underground when it was originally built. Because you know when you look at the Underground map, or like a proper map, not the actual tube map oh, that you put in Right. All the lines kind of are quite, like they're not straight, they're quite curvy all over the place. Uh-huh. And so like one of the, the theories behind this is that because they had to avoid the plague bits, where basically people, during the plague, so many people were dying, they were just 
like chucking them into these pits and burying them and so there's all these well this is the thing like I I think this is true but a lot of people don't think it's true okay (laughs) (laughs) so full of dead bodies that have just been crammed in there that when they Mm. built the tube route they had to like kind of avoid them so they had to go around them because either Uh they didn't want to disturb them or because they were so dense that you, you can physically like like burrow through them um, which yeah, there's too many. Yeah, it's so, like that in Ed, Ed, the Edinburgh uh, Greyfriars Cemetery mm. or graveyard. It's a graveyard because it's next to a church, and there's so many bodies buried under there that you get bone yeah. pits that oh, open up. Oh, that's so nasty. Yeah, yeah. but a place like London is going to be absolutely hoaching. Oh, of course, plague victims. Ah. Uh-huh. So, like, there's basically, the reason it's a bit of a like a conspiracy theory type myth thing is that there's a lot of people that say, well, no, that's not true. Like, these plague pits, they knew where they were, so you wouldn't have had to dig down them because they were actually at certain spots, and actually there wasn't that many of them, apparently, which... Yeah, right. I just feel like they've been, like, at the time, if people are dying of actual plague, you want to get rid of their yeah. bodies as fast as possible, whereas uh-huh. other people say, no, Exactly, big as a ditch, dump them all in there, cover it up. Quick claim, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. um, other people I've say, well, actually, when people died, because it's so traumatic, they would still give them a proper burial and a proper graveyard. That would take far too long. Yeah. So I think it's Most some... people can't afford a proper burial yeah. anyway. They would get like a pauper's burial, so yeah. no. That's why I think it would yeah. be something in between, that if you were really rich and you died of the plague, mm-hmm. you probably did get a proper funeral. Like, yeah. and you probably had your plot of land that you got buried in. But all these people that either couldn't afford it or didn't have families or probably lived in the street, yeah. they'd probably bury them. Of course, they're going to chuck them in a ditch to get rid of them because they, they can't have that line about the street either. So I think it's... No, no. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's probably... Because there's, there's some plague pits that are actually marked. Like, see a lot of... You know, like London has like a lot of parks and just green areas that you can sit in. Oh God! So some of them actually have signs on them that say this is like the old, um, the spot of an old plague pit. What? So you're having a picnic on top of a plague pit? Yeah. Ew. Like there's a lot of them. <laughs> That's quite rad, actually. Um, there's one up in Stratford actually, but they've like built over it now. So a lot of parks and a lot of railways in London are built mm-hmm. over graveyards. So they might not necessarily be plague pits. Yeah. But they are actual old cemeteries and some of them still have like little symbols on them just as a like a memorial of well this used to be someone's or yeah. a lot graves so the thing I just I don't know why I was like thinking of this today but like so if you imagine all these bodies are buried underground every time someone is digging on there and hit hit into them it's obviously like releasing crap from the bodies right and it's probably like going into the water and it's just Oh, it's I don't know. I just (laughs) like see my family every time they come down, they tell me that they feel ill when they come to London. And I know these bodies are really old, but there's happened to me in the air. I'm not joking, yeah. I'm I think I'm still ill. I think I caught a London plague or a virus or something (laughs) because no, there was I mean, I can't remember exactly which one it was when I came back from London after visiting you, must have been around about 2015 round about then because I just started in my new role in work and I remember it was around about that time uh-huh. and um I came back on the train and I, I felt awful like I'm, I, I yeah. felt like a pain and 
and then later on, I, I came down with something. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. Oh, I panicked. David took me to the the emergency. You know, in like you know, what is it? Uni, Hair Myers, and they did all sorts of tests on me and everything. And they were like, yeah, they took an X ray in my heart, and they said, actually, we don't know what's wrong with you, but it looks like it's some sort of viral no thing way. in your blood. In your blood. <laughs> The air is just not clean here and the water is shit and it's just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure after years and years and years of all this going into the ground and into the water and into the rivers and into the air, something I'm pretty sure we're all dying or something because I was never ill before I moved to London and I'm now blaming it on this. So. No, I there's something in that, honest to God, I really do because I've not been the same since then and I'm still not quite right um so yeah london not i'm not blaming you i'm blaming london no. london no. See, my brother like my brother doesn't have allergies he never takes days off he's literally there's nothing wrong with him he's really healthy but every time he comes down to london all of a sudden it's as if he's got the most horrific like allergy or hay fever in the yeah. world where it's because we're eat. used to the nice clean oh. air up here mm-hmm. yeah and it's every time every single time without fail he ca- he catches this bizarre fever flu allergy thing every time he comes yeah. here um, and I think that's the real conspiracy it's not the plague pits but like what the hell's wrong with the air down here it's, it's well crazy. you think about the amount of pollution London's always had like a pollution problem anyway yeah. since like I think there was a an incident in the 1940s or 50s where there was a huge big like massive smog cloud oh so I was it's just still- watching The Crown and it was basically that episode. Yeah. It just like smog. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. people are like dying from like sulfur poisoning because they're breathing it in. Yeah, a lot of people died or in the case of, I don't know if it's spoilers, but like Churchill's secretary got run over. because Yeah, couldn't... that's literally what I just watched right now and I really <laughs> liked her. It was just and that wasn't the first time that that happened. So I'd imagine that they'd be... be I mean, think about the main, and and I guess they tried to solve it by putting in the uh, what is it, the charge, the congestion charge. Yes, you've got the congestion charge, and now you've also got the ULS charge, where if your car is car's a bit old, you're not allowed to drive into central London at all, because so it has to be like um what they call Mm. it, a efficient whatever car. Um, an emission efficient car so it, uh-huh. it has to be a fairly newish car to, to drive into London and, and all the buses are electric aren't they yeah yeah so you can't hear them which freaks me out sometimes because buses good. creep up behind you, and you don't... yeah they creep up behind you like a dish creep up behind you and you're like Jesus I don't even know there's a bus there um so like they are trying but I just think there's something it's too late. yeah I think it's more to it than the cars like I'm sure the cars are doing a lot, but the water, like if you look at the river, it stinks and it's brown, and it's just like mm. fuck, like it's absolutely yeah. Disgusting. Like people who felt fall in that river, I'd imagine maybe oh. end up really sick, and that's probably what kills them off more than drowning. Like absolutely, it's so disgusting. But yeah, so when they were doing the cross rail, so yeah, mm. so there's the original, there's like the kind of the conspiracy theories around when the tube was originally built, like whatever like ages and ages ago that mm. the reason it kind of meanders around a lot is because it's avoiding the plague pits and then other people say well no actually that's not the case it's just that whenever they were digging those tunnels it makes like the street above look a bit weaker so like the buildings might fall through yeah. so yeah, they would basically, that could be the case. 
Yeah, so they would basically make it that if you're going to dig under a street, you need to buy the properties above it. So oh they then would buy the cheaper properties rather than more expensive ones, and that's why they had to meander around mm. a cheaper street rather than a richer street. But I don't buy that. But they buy wasn't like buildings the cross buildings? Yeah, I mean the crossway cross rail was held up for a long time because they had to stop because they found all these yeah. bodies, and then they got the archaeologists in to study them or yeah. check that's that they weren't recent people. Yeah. So that was really interesting. So some of them, some of them were known graveyards, so they kind of planned it ahead and went, okay, well, we're going to like excavate right. that properly because, see, to disturb a dead body, you have to actually yeah. get like a like permission to do it. Oh. Like you're not allowed to just because so ages ago when they were building the tube, they would find they would definitely find like dead bodies, but they would just kind of is there a haunted tube? So there's loads of ghost stories around the tube actually. And a lot right. of them are around this whole plague pit. So, like, people have seen, like, ghostbusters. I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of not only Ghostbusters 2 when they're down... Was it Ghostbusters 2 when there was, like, a ghost train? Like, a ghost underground train that got, got them? And then... And also the film Poltergeist because they built their housing estate on a Indian burial ground. Or, like, it was... That's obviously yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. Why? So um, I imagine that it would be very haunted, yeah. like if you've got like <laughs> chips everywhere that's going through people's burials, like places exactly. of rest. Well, yeah. I've heard loads of stories of people saying mm. they saw like ghosts and stuff in the tube, like, especially at late night. Like the other day I was on the tube. Well, like <laughs> but then there's like I think stuff about the tube system is really fascinating. Like there's all yeah. these like closed off stations that don't exist anymore as well. Um oh, there's one that's yeah. actually been turned into a bar, like because it is a legitimate yeah. station that's been shut off. That's interesting. Like extra tunnels down there, like there's a whole like there's just so much under there. And people stay there, and the air raids and the died, yeah. and a lot of people died like yeah. underground when it flooded or yeah bombs. Yeah, it's horrible, like really horrible. So I bet there's loads of bodies down there. So plague pits or not, there's there's bodies under London, like mm. a hell of a lot of bodies. And basically, it got so bad that. <clears throat> basically the government had to then put a rule down to stop people like even in like the cemeteries that are in London so there's only like certain amount of space you can bur- bury people uh-huh. but because it's not just the plague there's just constant diseases of like cholera and like like horrible diseases yeah. like sanitary levels in London especially back then were just disgusting oh like, yeah it's it, terrible imagine like there's graveyards in central London people are getting buried there that's flowing into the rivers mm-hmm. poisoning the water people yeah. are getting like it's just a vicious cycle of people getting ill constantly yeah it was the guy that found out in queen victoria's time that the, the reason why there was a cholera outbreak is because they were using what contaminated water from a, a, a well a pump that probably, probably had all that shit in it yeah like it's nasty as hell um so then they thought okay right you're not allowed to bury people inside the city anymore you have to bury them like outside the city so then all these, like, companies kind of built, like, acropolises. Um, right, yeah. And it's, like, an actual business thing to actually set these like places up. Stuff. Because of course it's <laughs> money-making. But now it's like, okay, well, that's outside the city. So how are you going to, like, get the body there? How are you going to, like, right. um, get people to go to funerals? So this is so interesting. I did not know this. But there's an actual 
train system that was built for that. It was what? Underground. It's um, you know, it's an overhead train train. So basically, at the start, I know this is madness. Did not know this. So at the start, basically, because there was like overflowing dead bodies in the graveyards, like they had to excavate the older ones and move them. So they were the first ones to get moved out. Hold on, are you saying that they um exhumed all these bodies, put them on a train, yep, uh, on a ride to a different set, yep. Imagine you want a ghost train that's in the actual ghost skeleton train. That's a water train. That's <laughs> a proper water train. But this is an actual train train that runs with pe- normal people on it. So then they started complaining. They're like, what the fuck? You can't put all these like dead bodies and like dead bodies. Well, there's like, live passengers mixed with the yeah. dead. Yeah. No, have only just one for dead people. Imagine <laughs> you're fucking dead next to a corpse. <laughs> it gets worse, by the way. Oh, <laughs> So, right, you've transported these people and the dead people. So then you're like, okay, we're going to split these up. So they had separate carriages for the dead bodies and separate carriages for, like, people just going about their business. Uh-huh. But then now you've got to transport the actual mourners who are going to go for the funeral, right? But, and this is just, I just think this is a disgrace. Imagine you had someone really rich that died and someone that's really poor that died. God yeah. forbid they share the same carriage. Oh, no, like, you can't have that. Exactly, you just can't be having that. And oh my god, if their families are sharing a carriage, like we just we can't be like you know associating with peasants. Can't mix with the great unwar. <laughs> exactly. So then <laughs> this train then gets cut into like tier classes. Class. So the first yeah, class, of course. Second class and like a third class. Yeah. I don't just like this is actually real normal. So even when you're dead, you still can get yeah. to a yeah. better class. Exactly. So if you're a rich family, and it's, obviously the tickets are all different prices, yeah. so you pay for your the corpse in his coffin to go in, and then the family goes in, and they're on first class, and the second class as well, they get called and they get to go on, and then the third class people who are basically the poor people, they all just get chucked on together, so they're like dead body and families all together, and the first yeah. class people have a waiting room where they can wait while everything's all done, so they don't have to see the dead body, and I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. So yeah, this would all take all the dead bodies outside of London onto these like, and the necropolises were like in competition with each other because it's like an actual business getting run. So that's why actually there's loads of really pretty cemeteries in London. Like there's one near my flat that's absolutely beautiful. It's because they put so much money into like planting like palm trees and trees and flowers and bushes. Yeah, the Victorians were well into death. Like they were obsessed. I know. So they were all making them pretty so that you'd be like, oh, pick our graveyard, not theirs. Um, <laughs> Have you got a brochure? Oh, honestly. So people would go on pretty much at Waterloo and then they would take right. it out to sort of like the east of London. Mm-hmm. But then when the war started, that was one of the sites that got bombed. So right. it's actually all gone. But the actual, where the train starts, I think, I don't know if it's a stop at Waterloo or a stop at London Bridge. There's apparently still like an archway that's kind of got got necropolis written on it because that's like the necropolis oh, kind of man. so i kind of want to go check it out to see if it's still there i really the last thing you do before you leave yeah. london is go there you like going <laughs> down to see if that's there yeah uh, but yeah so back in the war after it got bombed they were just like you know what let's just leave it because also after that people started having cars and there was other ways of getting around so yeah they didn't really need this train to like transport it anymore mm-hmm. but i'm just like that's really cool. There's like literally like I don't know what you call it, like a skeleton train or something. It just 
<laughs> just transporting bodies up in the city. It's madness. Yeah, yeah, but when trains were relatively new back then yeah. as well, then they thought that yeah. it would be more efficient. I guess they'd be using it for all kinds of stuff. Which, at that point, it would have been more efficient. Yeah. Because normally funerals were done by like a horse and cart. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was really cool. Um, I want to be pulled in a horse and cart with big gothic, yeah, big gothic hair. Yeah, this is going to happen. It's going to tip me in the clay. Oh. Do you know what's also quite gross as well? I just remember this about the cross jail when they were like mm-hmm. digging it up. The bodies that they dug up, they did like tests on them. And this is what, just in the past couple of years, they did mm-hmm. tests on them and the bacteria that's on them is like bubonic plague bacteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, they've released that into the fucking yep. air. Yep. Um, like, so I would believe in China for coronavirus. Hey, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> the coronavirus started in London. Yeah, like there's no way all these dead bodies there are not. Yeah, that's spooky. Like, like what are they going to do with them? They put them back in a plague pit. I don't know. Um, them back some of them get reburied. Some of them, well, some of them when they were digging the, the underground tunnels, they would kind of just dig them up and shove them in a different tunnel and then close it off again. So there's oh. still in there. Like, Is there it, like bodies in the walls? Yeah. Oh, there would be, wouldn't there? Because yeah. oh. they would have been so old that they're not marked. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows. Yeah. What. So they just, instead of being in the tunnel that the train's going through, they kind of just dig them and shove them in the wall and then just close it off again. So, like, that's so horrible. Dead and alive. And yeah. there's more people who have died than are alive yeah. right now. So it's like when you have you heard of the ones in Paris where they there's catacombs underneath like the sewers oh. or there's like there's um catacombs underneath Paris. It used to be called Les Innocents um, Cemetery, oh. and then when they built the new city in the 19th century, they basically just bit like London just built so over it, built and over. all the bones are now like piled up underground oh. and. You don't know who these people are. They've got no names. They're, they're basically, and they think that the royal family, the you know the uh, Marie Antoinette and all them, are amongst them because they were just thrown into a pit. Oh, that's mad. So their skulls could be under there. So that's so creepy, actually. That means if you're on like a train that's underground, you're yeah. probably next to a dead body. And we're just yeah. You're not that far. Oh from well, was it not in New York that they said that an underground on the subway there? The chances are on one of the trains there will be a dead guy on it, not like a, a skeleton, an actual dead person that oh you well, wouldn't even notice. Just forgotten about like someone's. Yeah, because people don't people don't look at each other. Yeah, <laughs> you go on the tube and you're not supposed to look at each other, or whatever. Yeah. you could just you could just die on the tube and just go round and round and round, and people just think you're drunk or asleep. Yeah, and no one I would, would know. Generally, whereas like, see when you get on the East Bride train, when it gets to East Bride or it gets to Central. <laughs> You always wake the sleeping person up. There's always someone asleep, and you always wake them up because it's like the right thing to do, and it's just like a decent thing to do. But in London, no, I wouldn't ever touch a sleeping person in London. I don't know where they've not even with a shitty barge pole. I don't, I don't know where they've been or what they've touched. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, when I tell you, I'm, I'm so used to people being weird in London. Some of them are manky. I'm not touching them. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get a lot of homeless people who just ride the buses all day because they've got the Oyster card, so they just, like, yeah. I mean, that's, I guess you get that in, in Glasgow as well. You get, like, bums that have, like, an all-day ticket and just in the winter, so they've got a bit of warm for somewhere mm. to shelter. They'll just yeah. ride on the bus. 
Which, yeah, she's really accepting most people on the tube actually. And really? they'll, they'll usually ask for money, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I get that. Night. But you're right; it probably keeps them warm for a while as well, which is a bit of a shame because there's a lot of people that sleep in the street here. Mm, yeah. Once you get, God knows what they're picking up, sleeping out there, like not rats just as well. Cold, there's rats exactly. everywhere. Uh, it's not even just the cold weather, it's the rats and it's just, oh. Sure, I saw a massive rat when we were in London and uh, it was a bar. It was kind of under, it was oh, kind of below. That wasn't in London, that was in, um, it's when we went to Torquay. No, oh. no, we saw a rat there, but I definitely saw a rat in London as well. Oh, probably, <laughs> London probably did. It was when you were very well, we went to this bar and I had, like, I remember I had a wine that's, that was called Bastard, which I thought was <laughs> funny, so I had that. I'll have a glass of Bastard, I'll please. Have a Bastard, please. Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. She's I looked around and I seen this massive rat just wandering about um, near oh. the pub. But yeah, we were in Turkey and it was yeah, there was a massive, huge rat that just ran into the pub and then into a fire and a hole in a wall. Oh yeah, I remember which that. was nice. Yeah. <laughs> that just seemed like it lived there and it was just you know we were just surprised. <laughs> um, were you in Greenwich with me when we seen a rat and it was just like walking along like the ferry yeah. like. Um, I don't know if it's that time. Um, no, 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 it wasn't me. I don't think I've ever been to Greenwich with you. No way. Okay, oh, do you know what happened as well? Right, <laughs> is that? Remember, I went down and I said I want to do something childish and stupid, and you were like, "Let's go to the the amusements where yeah. the Millennium Eye is." They shut yeah. that down. God, is
No, because Uber Eats didn't, didn't exist then. I think it was just delivery. Because you no, ordered I, in like I three Just to eat. No, I, I still use Just to Eat and I feel like I'm loyal That's to Just to Eat. Deliveroo are absolute scammers because they charge you like an extra uh, pound on every item. Yeah. So imagine you're getting yeah. like five things, you've just put an extra fiver plus the delivery fee. And I'm like, no, yours are actually... Yeah, and they don't even pay their workers a, a decent wage, so... I actually refuse to use Deliveroo. I'm well, I find the people who... Yeah, this is so off topic because we're supposed to be focusing on London, but whatever. <laughs> this is a well, the thing with Just Eat is that a lot of restaurants, like, see where, um, in, where I am in East Kilbride, if I go to a Chinese, I go to the curry house in the village, and I, I went there to collect, I bought it from Just Eat, so I went there to collect it, and the wee Chinese guy said, oh, um, next time, don't order from Just Eat, just phone us directly and we'll give you more money off it, because oh. they don't want, because Just Eat take a cut of their, I mean, like, profit. Is that big? I mean, I think it's fair enough for them to take a bit because that's the service. It's getting to the point where it's like booking.com where you go book a hotel and then if you go to like a wee independent hotel through booking.com, a lot of the times they've said to me afterwards, oh, next time you want to come back here, just book direct through us and we'll give you a better deal. (laughs) That's what it's getting like. I've had that on the, what's it called? The the one we book like hair salon stuff and like beauty stuff on it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what Um, it is. Is that a London? No, it's not. It's definitely it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's. I've never heard it's, of that. Um, oh my god, I can't remember what it's called right now. I'll remember later. No, but it's one that if you need your like hair cut or any like beauty things done, you go on and it's got like all the salons on it. Like absolutely, every that salon is on this. Um, but when you book through it, whenever you go, then they always say to me, "Can you just book direct next time?" Because uh, they take a big cut off their thing. Yeah. Well, that's how they make money, isn't it? I know. Um, oh my god, that's gonna annoy me so much. I can't remember what it's called. Well, no, because I just stick to the same hairdresser, so I just follow wherever she is. I don't book it for her. Mm-hmm. And I just follow it's called Treat Well. That's what it's called. What's it called? Treat Well. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be an ad, so oh my it's God. not an ad. No, no, don't use Treat Well. They're awful. Just use them to find a salon ah! and go book direct, right? Don't do that. <laughs> so, have you, um, well, speaking of Victorian times in London, there was a legend that came about of a guy or thing. They don't actually know whether like what this was but there's various theories of um a person called or a thing called spring-heeled jack and it just makes me laugh because it's such a victorian term spring-heeled jack it's always jack isn't it it's like jack the ripper they always have to call them jack don't they if they don't person yeah yeah (laughs) or it's just a victorian (laughs) all right jack it's like if we said all right jim so (laughs) He was either just a man or he was some sort of supernatural um, creature. Some people even theory that he could have been an alien, of course. (laughs) So he was basically the scariest boogeyman in Victorian England. He was known to be like a fire-breathing devil man who could jump unnaturally high. That's why he was called Spring-Heeled. Because every time they tried to, to get him, he would sort of spring up and jump and like preternaturally high over buildings and things which makes me think of vampires but <laughs> so i've just googled spring-heeled jack because i'm yeah. like what on earth is this? <laughs> oh my god what the fuck he's got little boots he's got like he's riding got boots and a cloak <laughs> and a, a, a like a uh, <laughs> like really a stereotypical sorry. villainous stuff <laughs> he looks like a gay batman <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the weird thing is with Springheel Jack is that the legend grew into, he evolved from a menace, like a scary guy who would abduct women or attack women. He only ever attacked women, by the way, um, to a sort of Batman character, like a vigilante person who would go and save people and then spring yeah. away. So he is sort of like the Victorian Batman. We invented Batman oh, for the American. Oh, he looks awesome. Like, he yes. looks ridiculous, but like... <laughs> A bit eccentric, eccentric as well. He just looks like he's maybe like a cross between Batman and the Joker, I'd say. Yeah. Oh my like god. Like he starts out as the Joker and then sort of turns into Batman. <laughs> it oh just god, really makes me laugh. I'd love to think that he's still jumping about London, but maybe it's just a bit too much for him now, and he's moved maybe on. He is, but we don't notice because we just think he's like, I don't know, just another eccentric person in London. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Harmony Hale is just going to take pictures of him. No. So, so actual brilliant. He's oh. also like been like in comic books and like he was in a lot of Penny Dreadfuls in London. Mm-hmm. And there was there's um I, I definitely recommend anyone check this out. There's um an old newspaper in Victorian times. It's a bit like the National Enquirer. It was like a trash magazine, and it was called the Illustrated Police News. Get fuck all to do with the police, but I don't know why they would put their associated with the police. But it was called the Illustrated Police News, and they always had like like illustrations of mad things that went on. And Springfield Jack was like one of them, but it was mostly like murders and stuff they would cover. So I think the Illustrated Police News would also cover the Jack Ripper murders as well, but they would do like ridiculous caricatures and cartoons nice. of the Ripper. So the Springheeled Jack first started to appear in 1837, as described in historian Mike Dash's exhaustive history of the figure's reported appearances. The residents of a London neighbourhood began to report bizarre attacks or like harassments from a ghost emperor devil or in the shape of a large light bull. So there has been like before they named them Springheel Jack there was a few different like ghosts like the Peckham ghost or the Hammersmith ghost that hung about. They they assumed they, they assumed it was a ghost but then it sort of turned into this guy Springheel Jack and he would then what he would do is he would do he would, sometimes he would do like a sort of chappy thing so chappy is where you ring a doorbell and run away maybe yeah <laughs> So oh my God, he would, no. he would, he would ring your doorbell oh, and, for the moment, yeah. <laughs> and then he would say something. I'll tell you the story about why he did that. Right, It was a specific person he did it to. Or maybe he did it to other women, I don't know. And he's, uh, other times he would be in the guise of a ghost or bear or a devil or just like a... And they, they theorised that he was an aristocratic man who just did it on a bet to scare people <laughs> for a laugh. in their door. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and terrorise these women so the theory was that yeah a group of well-to-do men dressing up and scaring people on a bet or it was one particular guy uh, a marquee which I'll get to um, others reported the figure is wearing red shoes or armour or he would have like red glowing eyes and he blew fire from his mouth like a blue fire Okay, like wow. a gas kind of thing. quite yeah, so there was all sorts of descriptions. The Lord Mayor of London, John Cowan at the time, came out in January of 1848 to address the growing number of stories bringing up the theory that the attacks were perpetrated by a gang of wealthy arseholes. However, it didn't stop the legend from growing as the papers reported more accounts. The devilish fever came to be called Springheap Jack. Many of the reports involved a creep leaping in 
front of or away from his victims in such a way that no mortal man would be capable or they would break their ankles when they land. So, or taken off. So the well-known attack, yeah, this is the story about how he did the sort of, the, the chappy thing. So in February of 1838, a man rang the doorbell of Jane Alsop, screaming that they had caught Spring-Heeled Jack and that they needed help. So when she brought the man a candle, he asked for her to bring a candle out and follow him. So she did. She took the candle thinking, oh, God, someone needs help. I'll just go out and see what's going on. He then proceeded to breathe blue flame in her face and tear at her clothes and skin with metal claws. She ran back towards her house, but he continued to cut her with his claws until Alsop's sister came to her rescue, scaring off the attacker, and then he just leapt away somewhere. He leapt. I don't know why yeah. I, I seem like leaping like really gracefully being like yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> where's my right? I'm gonna send you a picture of like it's just so funny. Oh my god, this guy with porn. She just sounds like some funny bin that's like running around trying to be fabulous. Yeah, it's like, probably his wings. Some, <laughs> some cunt trying to pretend he's Wolverine with oh, fake claws high, on his hand. He's <laughs> high heeled boots as well. <laughs> Oh my god! It's it is quite a camp, I have to say. Like there, I sent you a picture of the, the one that was amusing. Imagine them being like, like, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's got high heeled boots in this picture as well. Got a nice belt and as well. gloves as well. Gloves. <laughs> oh, he is actually just fabulous. So he is. I love him. Wow. So <laughs> she said. Um, she also described Jack. Um. It's having the devil like, um, oh, this is weird, right? It's having red eyes like red fireballs, wearing a helmet and oh. a tight fitting white outfit. Like, that sounds like an astronaut sort of thing, maybe. That's yeah. why people people think he might be an alien. Maybe, oh. he's, a, maybe, he's, <laughs> maybe he's a visitor from the future. Exactly. You never know. Can you get, you can get springs on your shoes, can't you? Hover shoes. Hover shoes. <laughs> We're really ahead of their times. Yeah. Oh my god. So, their testimony are what would become his popular look as a gentlemanly devil figure, so a devilish rogue. Hmm. So days later, another attack took place in a different part of London. Doesn't specifically say where, but it was a woman called Lucy Scales, and she was walking with her sister when a shadowy man jumped out and went, ha ha, and it allegedly blew blue <laughs> flames in her face causing her to have some kind of seizure. While many of the initial reports of Jack's attacks took place in outlying hamlets and villages, both Alsop and Scales cases took place closer to the city and received a great deal more attention. So because of those stories, him the, the Springfield Jack sort of became viral. You know oh. I mean? The, the Victorian oh. equivalent of a viral meme. So it spread about and then everyone was like Springfield Jack daft. Yeah. He sounds very extravagant, though, and yeah, also he's he's attacking sisters, which is quite interesting. Maybe he's just got things with sisters. Um, but like, see, the first one did he actually cut her, or was it just yeah, like breathing this whatever it is on her? Well, he would rip their clothes and oh. and try. Well, she claimed that. I mean, she mustn't. She she couldn't have been that injured, obviously, because her sister managed to get her back. Maybe she just got scratched up or something. Oh. or like sort of over. Because he's never actually killed anyone, Springfield yeah. Jack. He's just like a a bit of an idiot, like a Is bit it? of a nuisance. He just sounds like some extravagant kind of just crazy <laughs> man that just wants to go around going, ha ha! 
Haha! <laughs> and just get a thrill off of skating. Yeah, and this blue flame might be just like, see when you like blow out smoke, maybe he's just blowing out like a blue smoke. Maybe he's got some sort of like, uh, what the stuff that you put in fireworks and stuff like that. Maybe he's got gunpowder, like some sort of, you know, like magicians sometimes do where they can make flashes. Maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah, so it's just like an illusion because he just wants to be like famous. Exactly. Yeah, I I would say that. I'd say he's probably just. Because it doesn't sound like he's actually hurt anyone or killed anyone. or um, Yeah, so I he became that much of a viral um, image that parents would use him to scare their stories uh, into submission, saying, oh, if you don't behave yourself, spring, you became a boogeyman, basically. Jack, yeah, yeah oh. spring your jack will jump in and get you. Mysterious um, unsolved crimes would be attributed to Jack by uh-huh. sensationalist reporters looking to sell papers like the Illustrated Police News and the elusive monster belonged to Victorian Nightmares. He's like the Freddy Krueger of um, Victoria, London. Oh. I, well, he would be because he's got like claw hands, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wears a top hat instead of a fedora. <laughs> I went this report oh, says Springfield Jack continued popping up all over the country, if less frequently and from much less substantial sources. As the spate of occurrences in 1837-38, copycat attackers were captured here and there, trying Ooh. to take advantage of the legend. Of course that would happen, wouldn't it? Everyone wants to like, get attention. Yeah. Oh my god, see next Halloween, someone definitely has to dress up as Springfield Jack. Yeah, nobody would know who the fuck we were. That would <laughs> be funny though. It would be awesome. He just sounds brilliant. Like, I would want to be his friend. He sounds a bit mad. He also made um, a series of appearances at an Aldershot military base where he harassed and terrified sentry guards in 1877. What did he do? Go with a booga in front of them and be like, ooh, he's scared of me. Soldiers scared of him. Then in 1904, Jack made what is considered his last confirmed appearance in Liverpool. So he's moving up north Mm. where he was witnessed leaping up and down the street before jumping on, off onto the rooftops and bounding away forever. Where did he go? That's when, that's when yeah, he went <laughs> over to the United States and became Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's awesome. He's just brilliant. I love this guy. <laughs> so, so I'd like him to come back Hi. and fuck up. Uh, like Boris Johnson or something, you yeah. know, or the, the Parliament just <laughs> leap in the house of happily around <laughs> Westminster. Yeah. Terrorising people. Oh my god. So cool. much information about him. I just absolutely love it. Like the stories, the pictures, the terror of London, he was called. Oh, the the we didn't really do very much. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really seems to know who Jack was or whether it was fact or fiction or whether people were just making up these stories. I like to think he was real. I it was think he's like, real. I just think he's a bit of a harmless idiot. That was just yes. <laughs> so there was a guy that got arrested for one of the women. He he was basically confessed to being Springheel Spring, <laughs> Jack and he was arrested by, I think it was, oh, what was her name, Jane or something, and she said the one where she got attacked and her sister got her back. So he said that he was the one. He was just boasting, you know, like yeah. people were saying, oh, I'm him. Yeah. And then someone grasped him into the cops and the cops arrested him. And then he said, 
they actually take him to court and everything, but he got away with it because the woman who actually was a victim said, no, that's not him because he doesn't have red eyes and he doesn't have claws for hands. <laughs> so it was, it was him. As well. <laughs> Oh my god! So there's one theory about who Jack was. Um, nobody really knows, but the press often mentioned the third Marquis of Waterford or Henry de la Poor Beresford in connection with him. I was going to say, I bet you it's some like rich get guy that's just like bored, so he's just you know having fun. He's like Boris Johnson was when he was younger, like just dicking at someone from the London club, you know these. Pants that go around, but like burning fifty, like ten pound notes in front of homeless people, or sticking their dick in a pig's mouth for yep. a laugh. Because they're just fannies, so they can. Yeah. So this is the guy I'm talking about. He's got big mutton chops and he's wearing armor like a wee dick. And he um, was a bit of a party animal, and he created the. He was behind an incident that created the phrase "painting the town red." So maybe he got pitched and started like painting loads of buildings red or something because he's a wee dick um and according to a servant there's a story about a servant boy escaped from jack in south london he alleged to have seen an elaborate crest on his attacker's costume including a letter w people surmised it stood for waterford they also point out this incident doesn't appear in the newspapers at the time it's more likely a fiction event to support the theory uh, he hated the police when he was younger. He didn't like authority figures. So they think it might have been this guy. But then he, later on, after he sort of grew up and like settled down and marriage or whatever, then you never really heard about him again. But they mm. think it might have been him. He did live near locations of the, the attacks in 1837 and 1838. Sightings dried up after he left London in 1842 and went back to Ireland. He died in 1859, so if he was Jack, then anyone afterwards would have been a copycat. Yeah. Could it have been him? Yeah. Sounds like... It has to be some little rich person that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. bored of how difficult their life is being so rich. Um, So they decided to go out and do that. I mean, he never robbed anybody. People were like, what was his motive then? Like, what was the point? Because he never, they, they thought it was just, pra- yeah, he was just, pr- he was pranking people, and because he never actually took any coins from his victims, that's why they thought it was that marquee. Um, despite his physical attacks on his victims, his intention just seemed to be scaring them, not killing them. It's like the boo stuff, <laughs> just to get a thrill of seeing women get scared. Yeah, it's at like one point that you boo. Yeah, or just tearing her clothes for a laugh. And then he appeared in Holland Park, a known meeting place for prostitutes and her clients. Matthews discusses the theory that Jack was some kind of moral vigilante. I don't see the point in that. There's no proof that this was her. How is he a moral vigilante? What, ripping women's clothes off? That doesn't make any fucking sense. He's probably going there for the prostitutes because he wants to look at them. Mm. Not because he's been moral. Oh. So yeah, and then in the when he started appearing in like the comics of the Victorian times, the Penny Dreadfuls, he one of the offers turned him into an early Avenger using gadgets and gizmos to heal others like Batman. Oh my God! <laughs> and he called him inspiration of Batman. Yeah, basically, and oh um, one of the stage productions of like they put on a play about him, he became a hero. 
So <laughs> he's sort of like, oh, and, he, and then in 1888, police even received a letter about Jack the Ripper murders. They received plenty of hoax letters, but the sender signed this one from Spring Hill Jack, the Whitechapel murderer. Hmm. So they're trying to blame it on like Maybe Spring Hill Jack, but that's not right. It was probably a childish prank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very interesting. God, he must have been like the actual inspiration for Batman then. Yeah. But also about the Joker. Like, can see where they kind of Well, he yeah, is the Joker because he yeah. <laughs> I think he's more like the Joker, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. It's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah. and then I thought, well, I would look into because a lot of murders and stuff like happen in London. Yeah. And there's been a lot of notorious, I mean, serial killers and like from Victorian times and modern. And then I wondered, there must be loads of houses in London. I think there's an entire book on it um, about murder houses. Because mm. you know how some places like the the West, you know, Fred and Rose West, where they lived at 25 Cromwell Street, and yeah. they basically demolished the house so that nobody could live in it because it was so horrific because there was so many people buried under the, the patio or people died in there that they just tore it down and now it's just like an empty lot. But there's loads of places in London where murders did happen and people still live there. Yeah, because you would. Yeah, I mean, you could be in a murder house, bro. You know, you don't know. Do you think how old the houses are and flats are in in London, some of the places? There's bound to be loads of murders that happened. The one I loved in Finsbury Park, I think I told you that when you came to visit me, but that was on one of the the top ten most haunted streets in London. Yeah, that was the best thing. I used to hear weird weird things all the time. Like, Um, walking down that street in the dark is creepy as fuck. It's more like that whole area was so noisy constantly because there was like two nightclubs in that area. It was just always noisy. There was like the Arsenal Football Stadium. Yeah. There's constant police, constant ambulances. But the second you turned into my street, it was just silent. Silent. Like proper silent. Did you not say there was like a child that you could hear crying or some people claimed that they could hear a child crying? There's basically all these, like, several people have, like, actually reported hearing this, that you can hear children, like, running up and down the street and, like, laughing and giggling. But there's no one there. That's weird. The only thing I ever experienced was, I remember I went down the stairs once to, like, put the rubbish out. And then when I was coming back up, I thought someone had came in behind me. And I was, and I kind of know all my neighbours. So I I was going to, like, turn around just to say, oh, hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. And there's no one there. But I could have sworn someone came in behind me and... There was no one there. It was really like I don't know. It just really creeped me out. So I ran upstairs and like locked the door. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. god! But um, I don't. I, I haven't heard of it being a murder house, but it's definitely a very haunted street, which is really creepy. But yeah, I, I don't know if I'd want to know if I was in a murder house or not. Like, Do you think that estate agents would be obliged to tell you that it was a murder house? Are they? Is it not? A, I don't know if it's a TV thing that they're meant if you ask. They have to tell you, but if you don't ask, they don't have to. I mean, you could get a cheap bargain out of it. I mean, if you could get a really... Because you know what house prices are like in London? Yeah. I mean, if they said, oh, look at this beautiful old Victorian house, uh, Yaz, you you can get it for the the wonderful price of £90,000, which would normally be like half a million in London. Yeah. And you'd be like, mm, I wonder what the catch is. Oh, no, no, there's no catch. And then you find out later that there was like quite a lot of murders in it. <laughs> I think if it had one murder, I'd be like, right, okay, fine. Like, <laughs> if it had several murders, I'd be like, okay, there's something wrong with this house. 
But uh, there's a famous, um, like, and may I say he's Scottish, (laughs) serial killer called Dennis Nelson. And he was, he killed gay men. Like, he was gay and he killed a lot of men. And he lived in Muswell Hill in North London in an attic flat. And he would try and flush, he would often flush the remains of his victims down his toilet. So that's how he got caught. Because he would try and boil them down and flush them down the toilet and stuff. He had he had some of them in his attic flat as well in places. I think he put some some in the fridge and inside a freezer. But that's how he got caught because people started complaining about the smell. Yeah. Um, and they brought out a guy to check the drains, and the guy who checked the drains found like human, I think a part of a hand in it. Fingers and stuff. That's oh, how crazy. he got caught. Yeah. And it's still there. And um, funnily enough, another Scottish famous person, um, Gail Porter, lives mm-hmm. in those like those well, flats. It feels like a nice area. It's quite expensive. Yeah, it's nice. I've it's never been there. No. Like, so see where Finsbury Park is. If you start going uh-huh. to like, Alexander Palace, like it's just there. Like, so it's oh. really, yeah. Well, so someone bought that flat, that attic flat that Dennis mm-hmm. Nelson killed all those men in. For the price of four hundred ninety-three thousand pounds, which apparently is relatively cheap for the capital. Yeah, that that's for that area. That is. Yeah, of- the buyers were untroubled by the fact that the monster attacked up three young men in the flat How three long? decades earlier and clogged up the drains with body part. I wouldn't be comfortable Wait, it was in three there. Decades. It was only thirty years ago. Yeah, it's recent. Oh, he still. Yeah. Oh, I think he died recently. There was a drama about him with David Tennant who played him, and there's this documentary about him on Netflix. I think you should watch, and you can actually hear him talk. Ooh. Once he'd finished his killings, the former police officer would coolly sit on his sofa with the corpse next to him, watching That's television. If nothing was amiss, he used to be a copper. That's what they're saying. Yeah. He would. He wouldn't. Um, when, once he killed them, he would just hang about with the, the corpse for a while because he didn't want them to leave. Okay, he's mentally not well. Yeah, though. he obviously is yeah, a psycho. He, <laughs> he killed up to. Thought he killed up to fifteen men. Um, but they only found like a few bodies there. Oh God, that's that's another level of fucked up. Isn't he's it? Just doing that. What? So wait, how would he have even got them into the flat? Well, he would. Pick them up in bars. Oh, you pick them up in gay bars and stuff. Oh yeah, God. bring them home and, and supply them a drink. Give them drink. You often picked on like the homeless people. People would run. Often like Scottish men who'd ran away from home, or you know, often they always come down to London to make them a life for themselves, like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then we realised the error of our ways. Oh yeah, God, so you end up getting killed by a fucking Scottish guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, he died in May. He he died, like, in 2019, age 72, from internal bleeding after suffering a ruptured aortic aneurysm. Yeah, he befriended his victims in bars and pubs before luring them back to his flat. So, yeah, people lived there. And then there's the crossbow cannibal serial killer, Stephen Griffiths. Have you heard of this guy? No, no. Oh, no, this isn't London, though. So I shouldn't really mention see that again, way short. No, yeah. it. Reminds me of like see when you get those like really psycho killers on telly when they like prey on young girls and they like kidnap them and take them home uh-huh. and they much like treat them like their child bride and they get them to almost like pretend that they're a couple. That yeah, yeah. doing that but killing them to then like have a life with them and like chill with them. 
Like that's really disturbing. He, he's he's basically like the the Scottish equivalent of Jeffrey Dahmer in America because he oh. would do the same thing. He would kill men and he would yeah. um, then try and stick. Like he he actually injected stuff into their brains while they were still alive to try and turn them into sex zombies, like zombies, so you could basically control them so they wouldn't leave them. Uh huh. And he would keep their bodies around as well. Oh, that's, um, that's so disturbing. So Dennis Nelson was a bit like that. I found another one. Um, mm. in, he's called the Camden Ripper. So that's oh. a London-related thing. And he's called Anthony Hardy. I haven't heard of this guy. So several tenants are living at the flat at 4 Heartland House, okay. uh, where the Camden Ripper, Anthony Hardy, now 64, killed at least three people, including Elizabeth Valley, 29, Sally White, 31, and Brigitte McLennan, 34. And two, in the year 2000, he moved to Whoa. a one-bedroom social housing flat on Royal College Street in Camden, close to but King's Cross. Here. corsets and stuff but I didn't I, I, I would wear like a long skirt or jeans with it when you never so- ever you should either have your tits out and cover your legs or, or your, your legs, legs out and cover your tits, tits. yeah you can't have both out that's not right yeah whereas these girls have both out and I'm like yeah. I mean <laughs> you notice if prostitutes were also on that street I'm not saying that people can't wear what they want you can also wear what you want no, I would be yeah I mean they're confident I guess they're yeah, confident that's true confident cold. so <laughs> this guy was given free life sentences for the murders which took place to satisfy his depraved and perverted needs he was obsessed with Jack the Ripper which is how he acquired his moniker I mean I wish they would just come up with like something new you know like yeah. the Yorkshire Ripper like Ripper <laughs> there's so many better serial killer nicknames that you could come up with like i think the americans have got it there um he disposed of body parts at his home in a communal bin area but was discovered when a tramp looking for food found a pair of legs i shouldn't laugh but for fuck's sake <laughs> when, the, 
When the house came up for rent in April 2004, more than 30 prospective tenants expressed an interest in the property following a £20,000 refurbishment. Camden Council said at the time, because the flat is part of a block, it's not viable to demolish it. Because of the circumstances, the council has taken the decision to completely gut the flat, including the removal of all the fixtures and fittings. But that's not going to get rid of the stench of death, is it? Oh my God, that's crazy. Oh, that's yucky. That's really yucky. Oh. But there's going to be like there's, and it does mention Fred and Rosemary's house. But what's the point? Because you can't call that a murder house because it's basically been demolished, so there's no point. Yeah. Oh, you know the Soam um, Ian Huntley when he killed those two girls. Mm. Is that home still there, or have they demolished it? No, he, no, they knocked it down. They knocked it down because it's not in London. See, that thing that interesting. Any murder houses outside of London get demolished, but all the ones in London, they they just basically just not get someone in. <laughs> got to get, got to get that rent money. Was that not in London though, or was it just in no. England in general? So it was like Manchester area, I think. Oh right, right, okay. But yeah, there's loads of old Victorian places where I'm sure like lots of women got killed by their mm-hmm. husbands or something or they fell down the stairs or, or mm-hmm. yeah, there's plenty of murders that happened and people just live in the same houses. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think if I think I wouldn't mind if yes, yeah, something had happened, if it was something like that, like someone died in the house, like fair enough. But I think if it was like several murders. Now, like blood stains on the, yeah. the floorboards. <laughs> bad, bad energy going on in there. I couldn't live in a Dennis Nelson flat. I mean, I don't know how people. There must be bad vibes in that place. There's gotta be. That's. I don't know. I'd have no. Oh, I don't. I'd just be creeped out like all the time. It'd be horrible. But then, when you think about like, if you stay in a hotel or if you if you're in an old house, then you kind of think, well, how many people died in here? Or in this bed? Oh, I've never thought of that. I usually... <laughs> <laughs> usually when I go to a hotel, this is what's really awful. It's like, you know, they always have that weird top sheet. I, then my first yeah. thing, I'll take that top sheet off because I'm like, oh, God, who and I had sex on this? Taking it off. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm more thinking about... Yeah, but it, it would be a brand new sheet, things. though, wouldn't it? I don't think they just leave, like, they, they jizz-crusted sheets on the bed. <laughs> no, like, what? See the, see the white sheets, the, the ones that you actually sleep in, they... They wash them, but see that decorative one that kind of matches the room. They don't oh, wash God. that. You need to get one of those like UV light things and see <laughs> what's on there. Because that's what pisses me out about hotels is like, what am I actually sleeping on? Like it's no, just mm-hmm. yeah. So, and, oh, so yeah, I never really think of who's died here. I more think who's um who's done what here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose we've all done some freaky shit in hotels. So you said that. Uh, someone else obviously has it's like um, in the Torrance Hotel there's um, an East Kilbride it's like a wedding venue and at the top I've been in the honeymoon suite it's really nice the weird thing is that there's an open toilet behind the bed what as in like there's a bed in the middle of the room yeah and it's got a huge big headboard but then when you go behind it it's like a there is a toilet there so you can do a shit behind someone's like well yeah it's no private there's no doors or anything it's just literally behind the bed why would I want that yeah, yeah, like my friend Nicola was like, what the fuck is this? This is weird. I and mean, then even like, say your other half gets up to like, do the toilet in the middle of the night and then they flush the toilet and that's like, yeah. head. That's spraying everywhere. Oh, that's disgusting. That's so You're my sleep and your disgusting. husband's doing a shit behind 
Go back, honey. I'm just taking a shit. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) What's that noise? A big plop. It's terrible. Um, But then upstairs, they've got like a beautiful. They've got like a big hot tub. Um, that some kind of get into the into the roof, um, and a shower area, a spa area, and stuff, and it's lovely. And another bathroom, and one of my friends who was getting married there because I told him about this, and he went, "Ooh, it's like, what do you mean?" He's like, "Well, think of how many people have like shagged in that." Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm sure Omar that that, that people are going to like they're going to clean the place. Yeah, I'd and yeah. you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. He's probably. I just, <laughs> in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't really work the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, sexy times in the showers or um, anything to do with water isn't isn't great. It I might think, look sexy, but it's, it's trust not. me, it's not. It's not it's sexy just, at all. It's too much effort and it doesn't work the same way. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm almost terrified I'm going to fall, so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> like, really, it really isn't, yeah, fun. It's not fun. Stick to okay. the traditional areas. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> right. Well, we've peered off. Okay, this is just like, showing that we're old and boring now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, well, London, you're going to be saying goodbye to it soon. Yeah. Ta-da. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, see for next week. Oh yeah, we did the London one because I'm leaving. We should oh, yeah. do the, the Glasgow version because yes. I need to do that. Uh, we'll need to tell Mark if he's coming yeah. back next week that we're going to do Glasgow myths. Yeah. And there's, so much. I mean, Glasgow's got it's so many stories. Yeah, uh, there's one sure. of fear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I went, I'll tell you the story of it when we went on a ghost tour in Glasgow and there was someone dressed as a bear oh uh, popped out and the story behind that. Oh yeah, there's loads of stuff about Glasgow. It's great. Oh, um, yeah, good. And it's a new Hollywood, people, because it, it, is. it seems like everyone wants to come over here and film their movies, like The Batman, Indiana Jones, the new movie Bat, Batgirl, The Flash. Really? You know, yeah, yes. Batgirl's been filmed soon. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. It's like the new place to be. It's also cheap, probably. Like, yeah, I don't get how why it's cheap when you've got to fly all the way over from America to Glasgow. Okay. Um, anyway, but hey, but yeah, that's quite cool. Well, that was fun. Um, London, yeah, it's good to visit for maybe a day, but wear a mask. <laughs> exactly. Anyone said wear a mask? <laughs> yeah, even before the pandemic, I should have worn a mask. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Right, well, thank you for listening, guys, and look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Mm. I'll say bye. You say bye, us. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Ciao, bye. Crystal. Man.